0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Baggies broadcast. I'm joined once again by Express and Stars West Brom correspondent Matt Wilson. Matt, we finally, finally had an Albion win. It's been 136 days, has it, <laughs> since West Brom last won a game going into the game against Exeter. But we finally got one. FA Cup weekend. It's always an enjoyable occasion.
1: How good was it to finally see
0: the Albion win game?
1: It was very nice to see them finally win, yeah, and um, it's a good job they did because obviously defeat to a League Two side would have been disastrous, mm-hmm. has to be said, and um, so I think it was a big sigh of relief um, from everybody after the game, you know, the likes of Padua and the players, mm-hmm. more so than celebrations, you know, because it was a game they were expected to win, Exeter may be doing quite well in, in League Two, they you know, they're seventh in, the comp- in, in that league mm-hmm. and they're pushing for promotion. But still, you know, Albion's class should have told. Mm-hmm. And in the first half and, and in the second half in a different way, it, it definitely did. Um, you know, Exeter were poor, I thought, first half. Gave away two sloppy goals. Mm-hmm. Albion capitalised. Fair play to Rondon. His goal, his finish was a nice one. Wasn't quite in the corner, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the keeper did get a hand to it, but put enough power behind it to, to, to get it through. And then Rodriguez as well capitalised with a bit of a poacher's finish. Um, so, yeah, a, a quite a few positives to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you know, a couple of negatives and a couple of black marks as well, which, um, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult because obviously it's an encouraging It's encouraging to win and, and you can't really ask more of them than to, to win 2-0 mm-hmm. uh, away at home on, on a tricky pitch um, against a, a team that would have been you know, desperate for, you know, it was their big game of the season. Um, so you can't really ask more, but uh, there were a couple of mistakes in there which um, I think would have been punished uh, at Premier League level.
0: Yeah, probably the Ben Foster one. I mean, he's he's come to claim, and to be honest, it's going the shot, the shot. I mean, I only I only saw the highlights. I wasn't at the game, but the shot seems to be heading wide. I mean, Ben Foster probably wasn't to know, but then he's gone together and he's kind of dropped dropped a bit of a clangor. And if that's against a Premier League side, you'd imagine that's you know that's a goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it wasn't a shot; it was a cross, and um, I think what happened is it, it took a bit of a nick. It took a little bit of a deflection, so that's why mm-hmm. Foster tried to stop it from going out for a corner. So oh, it, was, it was actually good keeping it, or good decision making because he yeah. saw the nick and tried to get stop it going out for a corner, but then obviously fumbled it. And yeah, on against the Premier League side, that's going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the penalty as well was more worrying because you can put you know you, individual errors they happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Albion have had too many this season. Yeah. But I think with the penalty, that was that was more worrying because um that was down to preparation and yeah. it should be obvious before the game who's the penalty taker. Everybody should know mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a question. Um, you know, there were mitigating circumstances. Jay Rodriguez took the penalty against Arsenal, so he obviously thought he was the penalty taker. Yeah. Rondon wasn't on the pitch for that game, so he obviously thought he was he was a penalty taker. Mm-hmm. That doesn't excuse the fact that no one that nobody knew, um, yeah. and it should it should be obvious, so that's more worrying, I think the fact that the preparation is is not being correctly done yeah. um, and then obviously, bizarrely, they gave it to Hal robson and who I think because they both scored a goal and they thought, well, we'll let Hal get on the score sheet, um, and he duffed his penalty straight down the middle, which is one of the worst penalties I've ever seen it was It was so bad, it barely reached the line. Mm. Uh, you know the extra keeper just had to pick it bend down and pick it up. Um, and then, yeah, two minutes later, they nearly scored. So you can't, you won't get away with that in the Premier League. Mm. So hopefully, that's a warning to them that they need to, you know, butt their ideas up and and they need to stop making those sorts of mistakes because that's the issue. You know, they're fine margins in the Premier League, mm. and that's where they've been losing games on mistakes like those two. So yes, it was encouraging, but I, you know, I would, you know, I, I don't think we can get carried away with it. Um, you know, hopefully it's, it's built some confidence up in the strikers. Hopefully it's built some confidence up in the team. Mm. I thought there was a promising performance from Gareth McCauley. I thought there was a promising performance from Krakowiak. Yeah. It was nice to see Barry and Brunt playing, you know. Um, but I thought Agazi was fantastic as well, has to be said. But like I said, you have to take into account the opposition. And, yeah. you know, until they beat a Premier League side, there will still be... Question marks whether they can get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you touched on the penalty, and I mean, for the fans who, I
0: mean, there's been a lot of moving around at the Hawthorns recently. Obviously, Pugh has gone, uh, Pardew in. Regarding the penalty situation, is is Salomon Rondon the the designated penalty taker? I mean, are there a couple of players who can take penalties in that squad? We've seen Jake Rodriguez score one when Gareth Barry was playing for Villa. He often took penalties, and he was. He's one of them penalty takers who he absolutely leathers it. He either scores a screamer or you know goes to Rose. I mean, who is the designated penalty taker on that Albion side? Well, we
1: asked Pardew afterwards, and he didn't. He didn't. He said, "I'm not going to tell you," mm. which actually makes me think they haven't. They haven't talked about it. Yeah, or they haven't. They haven't decided. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why we had that farce. Mm-hmm. Um I think considering Rodriguez stepped up against yep. Arsenal in a pressure pressure environment and put it away. He should be your penalty taker. He's a striker who needs goals for confidence. Why not? He scored. He scored his goal. He should be. It should be him. Yeah. Um, because of what happened against Arsenal. If he's not the penalty taker, if it is someone like Barry or Brunt or even Craig Dawson, who took penalties for England under 21s, mm-hmm. so be it. But it just needs to be clear. It doesn't matter who it is. It just needs to be clear who it is to the team. Yeah. Um, the fact that we still don't know now, I think they're going to sort it out this week. Um, you know, if they get a penalty against Brighton on Saturday, I would expect to see make it make it very obvious who it is, <laughs> and uh, hopefully they'll stick it away. Yeah, and possibly a little bit of
0: penalty work in training. Um, obviously, you have point out a number of players who did impress, and like you did say, it was also against league two opposition. But I found I thought it was very good to see J. Rodriguez coming in with a sharp kind of poacher's goal, like you mentioned. It wasn't exactly something which you'd. every week but it's nice to see him still being alive to a chance like that
1: yeah I think you've got to remember that it's two goals in four now for Rondon and Mm -hmm. two goals in three for Rodriguez now okay Rodriguez was a penalty and Rondon's missed some chances as well on that run Mm -hmm. but that is tentative signs that things are improving yeah and I know it was against league two opposition and I know that they've both scored goals you know against lower league opposition and struggled against the Premier League sides but that suggests to me that actually if they do get a striker in in January which we're hoping they will and we're expecting them to um, that it won't be all on his shoulders um, to keep Albion up Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing because unless you can sign someone absolutely fantastic that Mm -hmm. sort of pressure um, for someone coming into a club halfway through a season is too much Mm -hmm. they they will need help from Rondon and Rodriguez so um, it's good that they're getting in amongst the goals, even if it is against um, Exeter. You know, I think you'd rather them them two are on the score sheet rather than say a Higazi header, mm-hmm. um, because you want your goal scorers, fee- you know, getting used to scoring goals. And if I, th- I still, Rodriguez has been a bit um, disappointing this season, but I still think there's a there's a good player in there, and a good finisher in there somewhere. And I, I think if he get, gets the run in the team, he can score goals. Rondon's finishing. I've not been convinced by it for a while. Mm-hmm. But again, he, he's been better under Pardew and he's quite good at holding the ball up. Yeah, Interestingly, he didn't have a shot after his goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's one of those strikers that needs someone with him just to lay the ball off. Um, and whether it's Rodriguez or whether it's somebody else, it doesn't matter really. But um, Pardew needs to find you know a strike force Um whether it's the, with the players he's got in the club or with somebody new, that is going to get him goals.
0: Yeah, and one thing which was good to see as well, Alan Pardew, he did take the game seriously, didn't he? He didn't, he didn't bring in a load of kids or a load of youngsters and kind of hope that they win the game. It was really good to see him take the game so seriously and put out a decent squad
1: against next Nexus side who obviously are a couple of leagues below them. Well, he had to though, didn't he? I mean, they, they had to get a win here mm-hmm. because if they'd lost that game, the confidence would have hit rock bottom. They mm-hmm. had to, He had to put a strong team out and he admitted it himself before the game. It's like, Considering the run we're on, I'm going to have to put a strong team out because we need the win. We need the confidence. We need to get back to winning ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he got it spot on. You know, Some people are saying, oh, you should have given Liko or Burke or Field a chance. I understand that. Um, you know, Field came off the bench and did really well, I thought. And um, it is hard to see what Field's done to, to deserve to be dropped from the side, apart from playing in a good in a position where they've got plenty of other options. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the first and foremost, the important thing is that they win the game. And, yeah. it, it, you know, if Pardew thinks that the right people to do that are, you know, the likes of Barry and Brunt and, you know, um, others, then, yeah, absolutely. In hindsight, maybe you could have put Oliver Burke on for Kieran Gibbs uh, when he got his injury instead of how Robson-Karner, because Robson-Karner had a bit of a shocker, has mm-hmm. to be said. But I think the issue with Burke is that Robson Carnu, although he might not be um, fantastic going forward, and he, you know he duffed his penalty and missed a one on one, and and although he had an off day, he does work hard. He does get back and he does, um, you know, give you that sort of defensive work that you need when you're in the Premier League. And Burke, we haven't seen that so much from his game. He's a bit m- more raw, yeah. and he's made a couple of errors. Um, that in Pardew's eyes have, have led to goals, and I'm afraid unless you're scoring two at the other ends, it doesn't matter how exciting or promising you are. You need um, you need to you know not give away those uh, those errors. You know mm. Burke missed the one on one against West Ham. He had his chance. If he would stuck that away, maybe you know he would have um, he would have he would have been in the in the team against Exeter. But you got to make a you got to make a contribution on the pitch. And I understand people who say well. The, the the players that we've got haven't been doing it in the league, mm-hmm. so it's not even a risk anymore putting those players on. Yeah. But you still have to put out the, what you believe is the strongest team. Mm-hmm. Um, I on having said that, you know, I gave Robson Carter a very low mark mm-hmm. on uh, after the game, and I, I thought it, it was a poor performance from him against the lower league opposition, um, and he does seem to just lack, I uh, uh, suppose, the, uh, the the elite level quality you need. Um, he's shown it in flashes to be fair to him he got that great goal earlier this season against mm-hmm. Burnley um, but it seems to be it's not really consistent enough um, that seems to be the problem
0: yeah but fair play to Albion they went out there and they've you know they they were professional they've gone through I mean there's been a number of shots in this third round Arsenal of course going out to Forest Stoke to Coventry Newport being Leeds Villa, of course went out to Peterborough I mean heading into the fourth round now what, what sort of matchup do you think you'd want and what matchup do you think Alan Pardew and West Brom would really, would really favour
1: well the draw's is tonight isn't it so we're recording on Monday and the draw is Monday night so people who've, who've listened to this will probably know who we've got yeah. um, I mean I don't know I, th- it, I just I suppose the fan in me doesn't want a Premier League side because that's uh, pretty boring mm-hmm. um, lower league opposition away from home is always good yeah. uh, hopefully at a stadium that's not being rebuilt so <laughs> a few more fans can go um, although the fans that did go uh, on Saturday were, were excellent, I thought, mm-hmm. um, and I was sitting right next to them <laughs> as it happened, just to the layout of the of the uh, of the grounds. Didn't get many pelters, did you? No, uh, no I right? got a few, got a few, but it was all right. Now they, everyone was pretty pretty lovely, to be honest, mm-hmm. and, um, and it was a, it was it was a good atmosphere actually, because um, when the when the likes of uh, Field and Lico were uh, warming up in front of them, you know, it was it was quite a, a jovial atmosphere, and you know, they, they've got. Good black black humour, the fans. So um, I like, yeah, it was it was good to be near them actually for for a change. Um, who do I want for the FA Cup fourth round? I mean, it's such a it's it's not a priority this season. That's the issue. You know, mm-hmm. last season you thought, wow, you know, we're, we're safe in the league, we're kicking on, not going to get Europe, not going to go down. The FA Cup was a real it was a real opportunity last season to go far. Yeah, that didn't happen in the end. Um, but this season, it, you know, it's a nice distraction, I suppose, from the from the from the troubles in the league. But um, it's you know, I don't think fans are, are you know, it'd be great to to go far. But I think obviously they want they want to stay up. Mm. Um, so who do I want? I don't know. Uh, be nice to get a um, a sort of a league a league one or, or a championship side away from home. I would say. Yeah.
0: So. Good stuff there, and obviously, you know, a confidence boosting win, even though it is in the FA Cup and against lower league opposition. Certainly, something for Albion to uh, draw from going into uh, league proceedings. We'll move on to questions now. We've got a number of questions from listeners, as always, keep them coming in. Uh, the first one comes from Ryan P. Glasgow. He asks a very simple question Do you believe
1: we'll stay up? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's a tough question. Um, at the moment, at the moment, no, but mm. it depends. I've I've seen I've seen enough from Pardu to convince me that they can. Yeah. But I do think that they need just a little, just maybe even just one player in January, just mm. one player, just to freshen it up, just to get them excited. You know, the injuries to Chadley and Morrison are not helping. Those two, Chadley's out till March, Morrison's out till February, so. Um, on current form, we'd have to say no. But there is there are tentative signs, and should they get just just one player, I think that's all they need, really. Mm. Maybe two, but just I reckon just one, just to just to help them. I reckon that that, that, that they could. So I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say yes.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Judging before January, because you never know. Even if Albion, I mean, if there was a nightmare for Albion, they didn't bring anyone in. You could see teams. Around them, possibly losing players if, if they've not if they've not managed to keep some of their better players.
1: So it's, it's tough to judge after January but until January is finished, isn't it? It is tough to judge, and, and you look at um, in recent seasons in the Premier League, plenty of teams have gone on amazing runs towards the end of the season, like you know like Sunderland and Leicester and others mm. to keep themselves up, and it is it is achievable. And and Pardew is is known as a sort of streaky manager who goes on runs where he, he wins games and loses games in in in, a, in you know in a quick succession. I think performances have improved. I think Padre made a very good point after the extra game that they've got a bit of momentum behind them. The draw with Everton, they should have won that. Mm-hmm. The draw with Arsenal, they could have won that. Mm-hmm. The defeat to West Ham, I think you have to put that down to fatigue. You know, they they had no Barry, no Brunt, no Phillips, three of arguably their most creative players. And then they just they just died, died on their asses in the second half, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and that was because of the unfair fixer scheduling so you could almost say wow we, we, we put that down to just unfair scheduling and, and just fatigue and then they beat exeter you know i know it's maybe you're trying to get a positive any way you can but they, there is a slight slight bit of momentum building in the same way that i said you know rondon and rodriguez starting to find the net two and four and two and three you can sort of see where it's coming from, I think we'll learn a lot this weekend against Brighton. Um, the issue being that whenever these games have come up in the past, Albin have l- conspired to lose them. You know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking Huddersfield, Southampton, Swansea, Stoke. The one thing I would say about that is all those games were away from home, mm-hmm. whereas the Brighton game is at home. And although they haven't won a game, they have been better at home than they've been away. Yeah. So we'll, I think we'll know a lot more after Saturday's game.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Sophia Outlines, uh, they ask, uh, in your opinion... Is uh Gareth McCauley after a good performance against Exeter, going to be back in the first team reckoning starting
1: 11 leaving Dawson at right back a more viable option well I suppose the the issue is if, if Evans goes what happens then isn't it I mean mm-hmm. I, I assume that's the uh, sort of inference from that question yeah um and I think McCauley did everything he could on Saturday barely put a foot wrong it was a faultless performance from him
0: mm-hmm.
1: albeit it was against league two opposition. Didn't have much pace, you know. The concern for me was that when he stopped playing, because he is 38, that mm-hmm. when he stopped playing, it was going to hard, regularly. It was going to be hard for him to get back up to speed. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked really good on Saturday. It was very encouraging, but I'd like to see him against a Premier League side, um, you know, just to convince me that he that he can um, drop back into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there'll be no questions about his fitness because he is he's fantastic. Just whether whether he's still sort of got the um, you know got the, uh, that match that sort of match sharpness yeah which um we'll, we'll have to wait and see um there is also an option to move Dawson inside from right back to center back mm-hmm. and uh, if they if they get a new they could get a new right back in rather than a new center back um or even play neon there i mean mm-hmm. you know he's not been fantastic in recent weeks but he's been he 's not been dreadful um so um you'd rather have Dawson there over neil at the moment, but um you know there, there are options there. Um, and McCauley coming back from it, you know coming back and playing well is, uh, only improves those options.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jason asks if Evans does leave and we're unable to replace him as a striker is probably the main priority. Mm. Could we see the likes of Livermore, Kokovia cover at centre half as they've done with previous clubs?
1: That is an option. Yeah, Livermore could go back, or, or Neon could even play centre half. Um, I think Neon, maybe even Livermore, probably would be better in a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just give you that bit of. Um, you know, a bit of protection yeah. you know, in a three-man defence. Um, Neon certainly, I think, w- I wouldn't really trust him in a two, but uh, in a three, I could. I could it's worked before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an option, but I think you, you you wouldn't want to do it for more than one or two games. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that would be, you know, I mean, you, you're looking at a situation, I suppose, if Evans goes, mm-hmm. say he's sold, and they spend the money on a striker, can't get in a defender, and then McCauley pulls up, Mm-hmm. Or Dawson re- does his, you know, does his knee again or something. Yeah, yeah then you're in trouble. Um, but uh, I think the the idea will be to get in a defensive body mm-hmm. should Evans go, um, not necessarily permanently. Probably maybe on loan or or, or maybe just even a cheap one. Mm-hmm. But get somebody in for cover more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, last one we got Richard, Richard Hodgetts. He asks uh, if we don't sell Johnny Evans, are we likely to sign anyone this January? I would say only on loan um, yeah. I think um, that's that's the thats sort of um, what I'm under, what I'm getting from the club at the moment is that if they, they might be able to do something cheap mm-hmm. but I think um, you know if they if they want to get a, a quality striker that you know they cost 15 20 million these days yeah. then they'd have to get them on loan mm-hmm. um, which obviously restricts what you can do because you need somebody who's good enough but also not playing for the current team. And that reduces the pool pretty far. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what happens. Um, But I think, yeah, if Evans doesn't go or, you know, because they can't sell many other people, you know. Well, that's the issue because Chadley now is
0: injured. Chadley's injured. He's not going to be sold.
1: Chadley's injured. Morrison's injured Mm -hmm. um, till after January, so he won't be sold. James McLean is going nowhere, according Mm -hmm. to Pardew. So I'm trying to think who else they could offload. And there aren't many people. Um, Maybe... Maybe Rondon, but I don't. There doesn't seem to be much interest in him from anywhere, yeah. um, and it, like there was last year. So, um, you know, I think Evans is the one. And, and if if, they, if nobody comes in for him, although there's lots of reports that Arsenal and Manchester City are interested, have made inquiries, but as of Monday lunchtime, which is when we're recording, there have been no official bids yet. there have been there have been inquiries, but there've been no official bids. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, if Evans goes, then obviously I think they'll look to to do quite a bit of business. If he doesn't go, maybe just one or two loans.
0: Yeah, so we'll delve into the Johnny Evans situation now. Obviously, it's been the saga which is... Almost dominated the past couple transfer windows now for for West Brom under Pulis and yeah he's the, he's the
1: new side of Barahino isn't
0: he? He really is at the moment, and this isn't something which Albion want to drag on this January, is it? Because as you know, as as the month goes on, the prices do tend to go up. So in one respect, you can get more for Evans if it gets late on, but at the same time, then you've, if you're trying to sign someone, you're going to spend more money.
1: Exactly, and Pardue admitted that after the extra game, he said, you know, if we get if we sell Evans, I want to do it. You know soon i mm-hmm. want to do it at the start of the window i don't want to be waiting until the 31st of january yeah he keeps talking about when he had to sell andy carroll um when he was at west uh no, where was it newcastle mm-hmm. he sold andy carroll in the on the on the last day of his, it was, it was yeah it was yeah, the it was last newcastle, day 35 million wasn't it it was yeah. the last day yeah that was right yeah so it was the last day and he said look that gives you no time to get anybody in as a replacement so mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy so albion can't afford to do that um they need to if they're going to offload evans if they're going to cash in, I should say. They need to do it soon, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing, you know, it, it's it's a difficult waiting game, though, isn't it? Because clubs will obviously come in with a ball offer first and foremost, and yeah. they won't meet your valuation because they'd be mad not to. They'd be sorry, they'd be mad to first mm-hmm. and foremost because they they don't know if you, they might you might be desperate and want to sell him for fifteen. So they're probably. I wouldn't be surprised If the, You know The likes of Arsenal Man City came in With some pretty low offers uh, To start with um, And it's just a case of How long do Albion wait And Can they get things Teed up in the background To uh, to move on As soon as he goes If he does go
0: Yeah So you've already touched on City and Arsenal Interested United another one I mean They they kind of go through Peaks and troughs United There's a number of players have sold And then look back to And Evans Just seems to be Another one of them I mean Who do you think Is best suited Or the most likely Destination for Evans
1: um, well, at the moment, it seems like Arsenal are in pole position, um, and they need—I mean, they do need a, a, a centre back like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester City, but Manchester City—if they're interested—they can come and blow him out of the water. That's the—that's the thing, you know. They—they mm-hmm. they, they would happily, I think, spend thirty million on him if they wanted him. Mm-hmm. It's just whether Guardiola thinks, "Well, I'm going to do Sanchez." Um, and that's what I want to do in January. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the defence has been pretty good this season, Man City's. Yeah. I, I know Stones has had a bit of an injury, but I think he's back Yeah, he's, been, he's come back recently. So he's yeah. back now. Otamendi's been very good this season, I think. Yeah. Um, apart from down the Hawthorns where he made a mistake. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and there are even signs that perhaps Mangala's improved. So I think mm, it, it seems like, you know. It, Clubs that are, are certain on what they want to do regularly do it early. You mm-hmm. look at Liverpool and Van Dyke, Barcelona and Coutinho. Yeah. The fact that Evans hasn't been done early suggests to me that Manchester City and Arsenal are not completely 100% convinced because mm. I get the impression that Albion would not be happy to sell but they are they're ready to cash in. Some,
0: yeah, they certainly seem more willing to sell than others to buy now, all of a well, sudden. Well, they
1: seem more willing than they did in the summer, certainly, because I think they realise that, OK, they need a striker, and mm-hmm. as you say, they've got, Higazi's been fantastic this season, yeah. so all of a sudden, you know, in the summer, he was an unknown entity, but now you could almost say, well, Higazi's first name on the team sheet, belongs, mm-hmm. you know, alongside the likes of Foster and, and Brunt and Barry, so... That makes it a bit easier to get to sell him, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's six months further on down his contract. He's not going to sign a new contract. It's pretty obvious, you know. That they've tabled a deal, and he's not going to sign it. So, um, and there is also, you know, it, it, it seems that the player, you know, if if, a, if Manchester City came in, it'd be difficult to stand in his way, really, to be honest, mm. because it's at some point it gets a bit, you know. I know, I know, we pay these players a lot of money, but. If, if if Manchester City are, are looking look fantastic, want you, and if they meet your valuation, then mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. Um, be interesting to see what happens. I I think it looks it's looking increasingly like Arsenal, but um, you know Manchester City could come in all of a sudden. I think the Man United one might be a bit of a misnomer, but well, we'll, we'll wait and see. We, you know, they they spent a lot of money under Mourinho, despite what he said. Yeah.
0: Um, I suppose the thing for, for Evans as well is that he'd probably want to go somewhere where he's going to be playing every week and Arsenal does seem to fit the bill in that respect. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, his family still live up in near Manchester, so I think he'd rather move up there mm-hmm. um, if he could. I think his preferred destination is City. Yeah, Obviously, United is a is a massive club and, he'd, and you know, I'm sure he'd be willing to go back there, but I think he'd rather go to City, um, all things considered. Um because family's up there and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, like you say, if he goes to Arsenal, he's probably going to play every game, isn't he? So mm. there is that to take into account.
0: Yeah, and I mean, suppose now that Alan Pardew has spoken about this in length and he has said that there's contingency plans in place should he leave. I mean, what sort of potential replacements are we going to look at? A West Brom a have obviously, you know, they're going to have done their homework. They're going to have a list of names. Mm. I mean, is there anyone you'd particularly like to see fill those
1: boots? Um... There's a few players I'd like to see for his boots, but whether you can get them or not is another thing. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to remember that we're trying to um, attract players to a relegation dogfight, and Albany yeah. are currently second bottom and only not bottom because of goal difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, along with Swansea, they're you know the worst team in the league. So it's much more difficult to attract players to to that than um, you know if then whether you're 14th or 13th, because players will look well, I can come and. To a Premier League side, or I can just sit where I am for the time being and see what happens because Albin yeah. could. You know, if you join Albion in January, there's no there's no guarantee that they're going to stay up, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you find yourself in the Championship, and and the majority of players, whether whether they're in the Championship or in the Premier League, want to be playing regularly for a Premier League side. Yeah. So um, it's going to be difficult to attract players. I think that's that's going to be the issue.
0: Yeah, and I suppose the issue with this, whenever it rolls around, is Johnny Evans pulled out of the game. Uh, against Exeter, saying he had a sore foot. I mean, you see stories like this pretty much every transfer window. Is, is this a bit of, to, to quote a better phrase, a bit of BS from him in terms of, you know, I don't want to hurt myself and potentially scupper a move, or is he genuinely hurt?
1: Well, I asked Pardue about it afterwards because we had to, you know, and I, and I put it to him, saying he do realise that Evans, you know, he was injured towards the end of the summer window. Yeah, he's injured now. The January window is open with all the stuff that's going about Coutinho's injury, um, although Barcelona have just confirmed that he is actually out for three weeks, which, yeah, is, quite interesting, problem, yeah. which is quite interesting, but um, you know, with all that going on, all the speculation, you do realise support's are going to put two and two together, and he's, and to be fair to Pardew, he, he, he didn't bristle at it, and he said, yeah, I, I understand that, I get that, but he is genuinely injured, mm. um, and he has pulled up with a, with, with a sore foot, the flip side to that is that Evans is a bit injury prone yeah. he, he, he has had niggles throughout his uh, Albion career and throughout his career actually so you know without without actually being Johnny Evans yourself it's hard to know whether yeah. whether it you know whether it's a legitimate injury whether it's just one of those injuries that on another day you might play through I mean there's also there's also the fact that it was an FA Cup game mm-hmm. um, and people are saying oh well he, it'll be cup tied won't it but the, you know the other the other the flip side to that is that Pardew um, was always going to try and use Macaulay in this game. So mm-hmm. maybe that was just a okay, if if you've, if you've got a knock, there's no point risking you for a number of reasons. It's yeah. a pragmatic choice, you know. There's no point risking you, so you get injured, so we can't sell you. There's no point risking you, so you get injured, so you can't we can't play you mm-hmm. in the league. Um, so maybe it was just a pragmatic choice from everybody. But I understand the skepticism. I do. I really do because. You know, he was injured in August. Now he's injured again in January. It's it's, you know, it's it does look it does look um, it does look a bit dodgy, do not it? It does, yeah, it does yeah.
0: Uh, okay, we'll move on. Obviously, Brighton coming up for the Baggies. It's a home game. The last time they met, it was a three-one defeat at the Amex, and um,
1: they can't have a repeat of that kind of result, can they? No, not really. Um, as I said earlier. They've been poor away from home, better at home, mm-hmm. and the fans seem to. Well, certainly at the last home game, the fans were right behind Albion against Everton and Arsenal. Actually, they were right behind them. They seem to recognise what Pardew trying to do, so that could help a lot. Um, I, this is you know, I mean, it's been a season of must-win, massive games. I feel like you know, almost every game is that. But yeah. it, this is this yeah. is a huge game, and it will after that. After that win against Exeter, it will be interesting to see how they come out, how they play. I mean, you know, you have to say that they played well against Everton, they played mm-hmm. well against Arsenal. Um if they can play well against Brighton, they'll probably have enough to beat them. Um mm. because, you know, Brighton are mid table, they're doing all right. Um but, you know, we and they'll be hard to break down. Um their two centre backs are absolutely fantastic, I think. Mm-hmm. Lewis Duncan and Shane Duffy, I think they're you talk about replacements for Everton so I would take either one of those in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, whether they would come is another matter, and they probably wouldn't. But are, it, they're gonna be hard to break down, and obviously Albion are struggling to score goals. So it might be a tight game, but um, there's no doubt in the sort of magnitude of it. Um, it's a six pointer, because if you, if you beat them, you drag them closer mm-hmm. to the relegation battle, and if you lose them, they, they just stretch clear, and, and you are left. Even further behind the pack.
0: Yeah, it's even more important now that there's there is that four point gap which we talked about in the last podcast. You really can't afford to lose touch, can you? And I mean, if it, if they lose this one and the results don't go their way, they can suddenly see themselves, you know, two
1: wins away from even getting close to to you know getting out of that relegation. Exactly. If you if you're all of a sudden six or seven points behind, that is a tough ask for a mm. team that haven't won a league game since August. Um, so you know they've been. They've been pretty fortunate that it's a top-heavy league and and the the league's quite congested Mm -hmm. up until this point. But if they don't pick up some points soon, some wins soon, then they will start being cut adrift. And, um, yeah, as you say, that is is dangerous.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, the amount of... Albion have drawn a lot of games. They've drawn a lot of games this season. And they've got to start turning these draws into wins because a draw is getting to that point in the season where a draw's not going to cut it anymore, is it? Not at all. Um, and obviously Rondon and J Rod both scored against Exeter.
1: Can you imagine they'll both
0: be almost nailed on starters now?
1: Yes, I believe they probably will. Um I think they showed enough in that game to be to start. Um hopefully Matt Phillips is back. I think it's crucial that he's back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Dawson, I'm expecting Dawson to be back actually because Dawson was just rested, he was just tired, but Matt Phillips had a bit of a hamstring tweak mm-hmm. twinge, sorry. So hopefully um they're both back, um, and you know, yeah. If if you've a midfield four of um, Phillips and Brunt on the wings with Barry and Krakowiak in the middle, mm-hmm. yeah, that's quite that's quite that's quite tasty. And then you've got Rodriguez and Rondon up front. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I might be able to to, to manufacture something. So um, yeah, that's what I'd like to see inside.
0: Yeah, and one man who did a lot of damage for Brighton in the reverse fixture was Pascal Gross. Uh, are there any other players in the ranks which? I mean, Alan Pardew may highlight anyone which the fans may think, you know, we need to either keep him out of the game or restrict him getting the ball at all. Gross
1: is probably the one. He, you know, he's, he's a very, very good player, I think, and that sort of uh, attacker midfield role it creates mm-hmm. the majority of things for, for Brighton. A lot of their attack and play goes through them. Solly March is also dangerous. Yeah. Um, I haven't done any preparation for the game because it's only Monday, so yeah. I'm not sure if any of these are injured, but I know I've got a few friends who are Brighton fans. They say they got they like Solly March a lot. And Glenn Murray, you know, he's, um, he's he's he does score goals. I find I think yeah. he's a bit goes a bit under the radar. He scored goals. I thought when he was in the Premier League with Palace, he scores goals for Brighton as well. well I, I do like him as a striker. He's um, you know he's he's a big bustling striker. He's a big bustling guy, sort of like Rondon. Mm-hmm. But he, he does pop up with a goal. I think he's I think he's quite a good uh, quite a good uh, target man.
0: Yeah, and you touched on some of the team news already. I mean, a lot of fans will be asking about James Morrison. What's his deal? Because obviously he's been out for so long now. When can they expect him back? Even if it's you know a couple of weeks time, or could it be one where it just carries on, lingering this problem?
1: Well, I think it's one that's going to carry on because he was initially hoped to be back for Brighton, mm-hmm. um, but he's now it's unlikely to be back until February. Yeah, so. It's an Achilles problem. And Pardew himself said, look, I had an Achilles problem when I was a player and they are absolute devils to get rid of because mm. you think you've done it and then they just they flare up again and your, your ankle's all swollen and all this sort of stuff. It's a real shame because I thought Morrison last season was really important to the side. And I thought I, th- I think Albion played better with him in the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they need him back. And without Chadley as well, you know, those two missing is, is a big blow to the creative um Forces, um, but yeah, as I said, I don't think he's back till February. So.
0: Yeah, I suppose the big worry is it turns into almost a Santi the situation that's going on at Arsenal. He's been out for so long now, he's had numerous surgeries, and it's just one which he can't seem to kick. And then he seems to be back one game, and then all of a sudden he's set back another two, three months. And it's we, just...
1: we might, and it's, it's a bit, it'll be a big shame if this is the case, but we might have seen Morrison kick his last ball for the Albion because his contract's up in the summer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: if he can't shake off this problem, then they're not going to offer him a new one. I mean, you know. I've seen a few people criticise the club for offering Morrison a new contract last time, a two-year deal, but mm. I, I disagree with that. I mean, you can't predict he's get the injuries he's going to get. And, mm. I, and I think that he, he proved himself to be very important. And, you know, he, he, he at that stage, he and even arguably now, he gives you something that not many other people in the squad can, and that mm. is a calmness on the ball in the final third. Um, and, you know, there's just sort of the ability to, to, to take time and take stock and have that sort of extra second on the ball and... and I um, yeah I like him as a player, I, I do actually, and I think he's been a big miss this season. Yeah, certainly
0: one we're hoping to see uh, back on the pitch sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll finish up with a quick quiz uh, along with predictions, of course. We'll have to fly through this quiz. We're, we're running slightly low on time. We've got about eight minutes. So uh, I've prepared a uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire quiz all about... West Brom versus Brighton. Now, we may have covered some of the answers during our chit-chat, so you may get a few freebies in here. But uh, we're going to start with a super easy one. As you'd expect, uh, the first five are going to be rather easy for you, Matt. Uh, first of all, the name of the Brighton Stadium. Is it the Amex Stadium, the Seagull Stadium, the Barky Bowl, or the Pigeon Park? <laughs> the Amex Stadium, although I do like the Pigeon Park. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, £100 for you. Uh, Brighton player, which Brighton player was named Championship Player of the Year last season? Was it Jose Esquedo, Anthony Knockart, Solian March, or Tim Krull? It was Knockart. Correct. Brighton beat West Brom earlier this season. What was the score? 3-1. Nailed it. We already covered that one. And who netted twice for the Seagulls in that encounter? Was it Bruno Soltor, Louis Dunk, Pascal Gross, or Liam Rossini It was gross, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, and fifth one, this one for safety. I mean, you get £1,000 to keep. Uh, for £10,000 I'll give you Monopoly money mate alright uh, who scored West Brom's only goal of that game was it James Morrison Craig Dawson Chris Brunt or Salomon Rondon you can use your lifelines by the way I wasn't actually at the game I was at a wedding but I think it was Moza it was it was James Morrison uh, we're on to the sixth question now who is Brighton's current top goal scorer this season is it Thomas Hemed Pascal Gross Anthony Nockart or Glenn Murray uh, Murray correct and what position do Brighton currently occupy in the Premier League table? 12th, 9th, 15th, or 18th? Oh, that's tough. 12th? Correct. No lifelines here as well. You're doing well. Uh, question eight, this one. For £8,000, Kieran Gibbs and Gregor Kokowiak both made their debuts in their loss to Brighton earlier this season, with Gibbs coming on off the bench. Who did he replace? Was it Johnny Evans, Hagazi,
1: Barry, or Livermore? I don't actually know, um, so I'm going to have to use a lifeline. Go on. I'm going to uh, ask the audience. Okay,
0: so 70% of the audience say Higazi, 20% say Johnny Evans,
1: and 5% each say Gareth Barry or Jay Livermore. That's funny, because I didn't think Higazi had been subbed off So, in his career, but I'll, okay, I'll go with the audience, Higazi.
0: It was Higazi. Oh, right. Yeah, Higazi was subbed off. Uh, what kit number does Kieran Gibbs wear for Albion? Is it two seven five or three? It's got to be a three. Three is correct. On to the tenth question for thirty two thousand pounds now. Before their most recent meeting, West Brom last took on the Seagulls in nineteen ninety three in a Division Two league game. What was the result? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I just need a result, so it could be a West Brom win, a draw, a Brighton win, or the match being abandoned.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to do what. What's the phone of a friend? Do I...
0: You actually can call someone and stick them on speakerphone.
1: Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, actually. Well, I know, I know a Brighton. He won't remember that. Well, you can use someone in the office if you really want. No, I'll um, I'll do 50-50. All
0: right, so you're left with abandonment or West Brom win? West Brom win, then. Correct. Question 11 for £64,000. West Brom have only lost 3-1, one other time this season, to Stoke City in December. who Who opened the scoring that day? Was it Chupo Moting, Berrinho, Joe Allen or Peter Crouch? Joe Allen. Correct. Who scored Albion's only goal of that game? Rondon, McLean, Brunt or Barry? Rondon. Correct. Talking big money now, Matt. Big, big money. What are we up to? £256,000 for this question. It's a new house. It is a new house. And a a little bit of change depending on where you're shopping as well. Uh, Chris Hewton is the boss at Brighton. Following a stint at Norwich, which year did he leave the Canaries? I've, I've, I've spent, said that question slightly weird. Chris Hughton is the boss at Brighton following a stint at Norwich. Which year did he leave the Canaries? Was it 2012, 13, 14, or 15?
1: Um, well, he's been at Brighton for a few years. So, Oh, wait, so he went from Norwich to Brighton, did he? Well, he left the club by mutual consent. Or he was, they parted company with him he, he that's that, that was his last job, wasn't yeah,
0: it? Norwich. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if he went straight to Brighton. I believe he uh, might have had some time out.
1: So, where are we now? He's been there for three or four years, I'd say. I'm, what were the options? 12, 13, 14, or 15. I'm going to go with 2014.
0: Nailed it. 256 grand to you. Which club did he begin his managerial career with on a caretaker basis? Spurs, Brentford, West Ham or Blues? Caretaker. Caretaker. He was caretaker manager, his first job in management.
1: Say that again, Spurs.
0: Spurs, Brentford, West Ham or Birmingham City for
1: £500,000. I, I don't know this, I probably should know this. I don't know this. Um, I've got a nagging feeling, Was it? was it Blues? But I should know that if it was. Caretaker, boss... Yeah, go with Blues. Oh,
0: you're wrong. It was Man. Spurs. It was, was it Spurs? as a caretaker boss. Why, why, why do I not know that? It's a tough one, mate. It's a tough one. And the, the, so you've you you know five hundred thousand pounds not too bad. I mean, you would have lost it and gone out to thirty two or sixty four. But what was it's the million fine. dollar question? The, the million pound question was the first meeting between West Brom and Brighton came in nineteen seventy six. Really, the, that late? Yeah, that late.
1: Flipping
0: it. According to 11 versus 11, website, okay. uh, at the Hawthorns in the League Cup, what was the score on that day? How am I supposed to know that? Well, it's a million pound question. You gotta, you know. 2-0 uh, West Brom, one or 3-1 Brighton, or 2-0 Brighton?
1: 2-0 West Brom.
0: Oh, I nearly got it, it's 2-0 Brighton. Okay. You are close though. All right. So we'll finish up with predictions. Course, we've just been talking about it. West Brom take on Brighton at the Hawthorns. Matt Wilson, how do you think the game's gonna go?
1: It's gonna be tight, It can be tense but i think this could be the the turning point i'm hoping it could be the turning point fingers pr- fingers crossed so i'm going to go for a sneaky 1-0 win to the baggies
0: i think it will be slightly more open than that not too much more but i'm going to go 2-1 baggies so both predicting the win. We're, oh, I'm a win. I'm an optimist, so I always yeah. want. I always want Albion to win. For a team that hasn't, yeah, it says the Villa fan. <laughs> well, you know what? If Villa go up, I'd love to be able to play West Brom. How'd you get on the FA Cup, by the way? Not too good, to be honest. But <laughs> in all fairness, he made ten changes. So we're focusing on promotion and promotion alone. I think. Oh uh, so fingers crossed. Um, you know, Villa can go up and obviously play West Brom. But you know, first first things first, we need West Brom to stay up. That's amazing. We do. We do. So. Um, our fingers are crossed for the game against Brian. We're hoping to uh, come back with a win uh, in next week's podcast. Of course, we do ask for you to submit all your reviews on iTunes. We're doing really well. We're getting a number of reviews in now. We'd love to submit some uh, questions and comments from you guys as well. So keep them coming in, yeah. Matt.
1: Let us know how how we can improve it, what you want to see more of, um, what you want to hear more of, more like, because it's a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, please do get those reviews in. Make sure you click five stars, of course. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that. We don't need any any less than that. Anyway. Uh, so, Matt, thank you for
0: joining me today. Thank you, Luke. Uh Thanks from me. Uh, good luck to the Albion this weekend. We will catch you guys next week.